On today's show, the latest on Jalen Brunson and his free agency. Should the Mavs pay $25 to $30 million for him? And what if he leaves? Talk about all that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Lentich, and this is Lockdown Mavs I believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Let us know. What do you think about Jalen Brunson? Do you think he stays with the Mavs or do you think he goes to the Knicks? Let us know in the comments below. I want to gauge what people think right now. Like, what's your vibe? Because I've seen on Twitter both ways. Either they're like, all right, I'm resigned to Brunson's leaving us or Brunson's Brunson's staying. There's no way he signs the Knicks. Let us know in the comments below. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com, the Brunson Burner, the One More Thing King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh man, I feel like we're just on Jalen Brunson watch. We are. You know, it's it's Mark Stein drops a you know drops a story. End of last must week read, after must subscribe. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk all about it. And then you know he drops another one today, and it's like it went from Mavs fans just at the deepest darkest timeline of Brunson <laughs> leaving. Now we're a little bit more encouraged. And then reading all the tea leaves, there was a you know a Mavs employee wedding over the weekend. So then people were like, oh Brunson's at this wedding, and Mavs <laughs> players are there, and like what's going on? So then it's just we're all just on Brunson watch, man, and. It's coming up this week. We should know something. It is coming up this week. So we're going to get into the latest on Jalen Brunson. How did we get here? How did we get to this point where Jalen Brunson is now holding the Mavericks offseason hostage, it feels like? And then should the Mavericks pay 25 to 30 million? What what's the limit for Brunson? Is it what what happens to the Mavericks if they decide to go, hey, we're we got to do anything we can to keep him, and we're paying Brunson all of a sudden 30 million dollars to beat whatever the Knicks can offer to keep him. And then in the third segment, we'll just go we'll just go straight for it. We'll do a little what if. What if Jalen Brunson leaves? What happens to the Mavs? What happens to their roster? How did their has their offseason plan change and all that? So let's get into it first. Oh, that was that was a mistake. Why oh, that was a mistake. He's breaking hearts today. What is going on? The, I, hit the, hurt. I hit the wrong pink button. Dude, did you see his quote? Did you see his quote about how I he did. Like, it hurt my how soul? Hard it, was? it hurt my soul. It, I like almost legit felt something reading that. Of <laughs> holy crap! I almost felt something. That, that That's hurt. the story of 2022. <laughs> I almost felt something. Didn't get quite there, something. but I almost felt something about Bobon. Uh, but yeah, the Knicks, according to Mark Stein, have unquestionably positioned themselves as a very real threat to the Dallas Mavericks to keep to sign away Jalen Brunson. The Knicks' expected four-year offer to Brunson is worth at least a hundred million dollars. They can offer him the four-year, $100 million deal, which would take his, you know, it would take it to about $25 million a year. They would have to shed some more money at this point. Um, but that's according to Mark Stein. Also according to Mark Stein, when the season ended, the Mavericks believed that a four-year, $85 to $88 million deal, similar to what Fred Van Vliet is making, 
in Toronto would secure Brunson's signature. So that's the that's what's changed so far. So if you're if you're sitting here like trying to catch up on the Jalen Brunson news, it's at the end of the season we were pretty confident the Mavericks would re-sign him, and we were confident that and the Mavs were also confident that they could re-sign him and they would sign him to a four-year, eighty-five to eighty-eight million dollar deal, some somewhere in that range where that seemed that seems about right. That seems about what he should get. Then all of a sudden the Knicks started creeping in, creeping in, creeping in. They said they were, you know, there's rumors that they were going to like get more cap space and sell off some of these pieces. And they, they got rid of Kemba Walker. And so all of a sudden they got more um, cap space. They have $16 million in cap space right now. They also have Alec Burks' $10 million, New Orleans Noel's $9.2 million. Both of them have team options next season. So not this upcoming season, but next season. So they're ex- essentially expiring deals. Cam Reddish has a nine, $5.9 million expiring deal. And Derrick Rose has $14.5 million with a team option next season that they could get rid of. So they have some more options here. They got a couple more picks in the draft, and they have some more options here. But that's where, that's where we are with Jalen Brunson right now. Um, the Knicks are going to put four years, $100 million. The Mavericks were going to put four years, $85 million on the table. And so now it's the, the market has just ramped up for Jalen Brunson, and now it seems like you know he may sign to the Knicks, or at least they're a very real threat at this point. Yeah, so if we want to look at it from a positive angle of this, of the rising price, and if you're a Mavs fan and you don't want to be too negative about, hey, JB could leave. Here's a way I'm I'm trying to think about it in this way, <laughs> is, hey, what what do family friends do? So, you know, Jalen's Jalen's agent is Leon Rose's son. Leon Rose runs the Knicks. So obviously, Rick Brunson, Jalen's dad is assistant coach now for the Knicks. And Rick Brunson, Rick Brunson was Leon Rose's first client when he became an agent. Like the like the very first one when he became. So there's like tie, there's family ties there from from way back. Yeah, I mean, you guys are reading a lot of the same report stuff that that we are in the sense of just how close the Rose family is to the Brunsons. All right. So what do family friends do? They help each other out. So a positive way you can think about this is in why I'm hoping is that, hey, the Mavs ended the season th- thinking, hey, we're going to get him at Fred Van Vliet money and we're going to get him at this 80 something million dollars mark. Obviously, the Roses and Brunsons are close and they're like, heck, heck, if you're going to sign for 80 something million, we're going to get you up to over 100. And let's just say, what if if we want to play the what if game? What if New York has another plan with the with the cap space and they want to spend it elsewhere? Kyrie. And, in, and instead, they're, but they're saying, you know what? We're going to help you get up to $100 million, though. We're going to put it out there, everybody, that we're, we're we're prepared to do that. And if Dallas is willing to let you walk for 25 a year, then we'll we'll happily take you. I don't think it's like all that. But like, just what if? Like, what if it's just them trying to, hey, we're going to we want to help you out and get more money. We're going to help rise this cost. We're going to make Mark Cuban pay and get this sucker over $100 million. I hope that's what it is, but I'm just saying like it, there is so strong family ties that if it was that case in the end, that it's like, Oh, if we see that day one, he signs with Dallas, which I threw out this number last week of five for one twenty-five, that it's, you know, 25 a year, all this stuff. And it's like Dallas went from 80 something up to 125 million over five years. And then all of a sudden we see the Knicks go, Oh, well, we just, signed you know deandre ayton to a max or we just went and got Kyrie. it's like oh okay well it all makes sense you just helped out you know your your buddy that's been my my thought and my my little like my little conspiracy theory this whole time about him which is sort of the same as what's happening with Kyrie. but 
it would have for that to be true it would have to be a couple of coincidences here right like the, yes get off stop the rick brunson thing could be a coincidence though because he's he's coached under tibbs before he like he's, yeah. he's coached with tibbs before so it's not like this crazy thing leon rose just being there and brunson like that that is all kind of a coincidence that there's so many connections for Jalen brunson with the knicks that they have cap space and they got off of kimball walkers is not a crazy coincidence because they could be doing something else or they could just want off Kemba's contract to get at least 16 million in space to do something else. Um, but it would have to be a couple of coincidences for that to happen, which would be kind of funny. Um, I'm trying to help Mavs fans out here. Right. <laughs> and so if we want to, we want to help them even less. So the other thing about, about this is that Stein also reported the closest thing to certainty on the Brunson front at this juncture as Thursday's, you know, deadline comes, which free agency is this Thursday, uh, it's 5 p.m. Texas time. The actual start of free agency approaches is that Detroit and Atlanta are no longer being mentioned as potential destinations. Atlanta, uh, Indiana. My uh, my brain just read Atlanta, Indiana. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna equally laugh at Indiana. I'm telling y'all right now, ain't no way, and you know where Brunson's going to Indiana. <laughs> I'm just I'm gonna, after that just, after that podcast with him and Duncan Robinson. I'm like, nope. Just telling y'all that. But that I think that may support your theory. That those two teams are out. Those two teams are out. They don't want to do it anymore. So they, it need, there needs to be somebody. There needs to be a boogeyman somewhere for Brunson to get some leverage and to raise his deal up. Because if not, if 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 those teams are out and the Knicks are out, who else is going to offer Brunson this money? Then all of a sudden the Mavs are just you know they're they're just going up against themselves with these negotiations. It's just them yeah. versus Jalen. And so then all of a sudden he loses some leverage there. So the Knicks have to stay as this boogeyman in this situation. So um, the reason why the Mavs got here though. Is because the Mavericks had, according to Mark Stein, two chances before last season and in January to sign Brunson to a four-year contract extension, uh, just shy of $56 million, but the Mavericks decided not to do it both times. My theory on this is they talked about it behind the scenes with him, and he wasn't going to accept that either either time, that he wasn't going to accept that money, and so they never fully, fully, like extended it that's been my theory you can you can call it a conspiracy theory but rick brunson would would be that adamant on record to espn like he would be in the know though that's my only thing about that is i, I don't know if he it, does that, that story with mcmahon if if he if he that knew story was the start of the leverage play I'm, I'm i'm playing the music again that story was the start of the leverage play if that if that whole if your whole theory earlier that i've been saying for a while is correct that story with tim mcmahon of rick brunson being like Hey, they could have offered this money and they never offered this money and they've done my, you know, they've done him wrong and all this. That was the start of the leverage play is what I think. I think that's what kicked it off Ooh. for the Knicks to then make their make a couple, you know, coincidental moves and then all of a sudden they have cap space and they're the boogeyman that's going to offer him this huge deal and that could make his son 40 more million dollars is what we're saying. Yes. So, coming up next after break, I actually the Knicks do have interest in him. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to say that. I'm not. I don't think no, it's all. This is a conspiracy theory from us. We do think that, that. I mean, all the reports are that they do actually have interest. Yeah, and I think there could be an in between too of like, hey, we're we're interested in you. If you want to come here, we we'll, we definitely want you to come here. But all the stuff could they also be trying to help? You know, raise his his value too. You know, with with Dallas, I think that could be true at the same time. But yeah, after after the break, let's talk about some things of like why he would actually go to New York. Why would he go to New York? And then let's talk about what would it actually mean for the Mavericks if this is true for them to offer him 25 to 30 million a year? Is it worth it for the Mavs altogether? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best place to check out the odds and lines in sports. They already have the odds to win the championship next year. 
Ooh. Dallas Mavericks ha- are still behind the Phoenix Suns. They're plus 1,400. Above the Mavs are the Suns, the Nets, the Lakers, the Bucks, the Celtics, the Clippers. Warriors are number one to win the championship. The Mavericks are above the Nuggets, Grizzlies, Heat, Sixers. Ahead of the Jazz. The Pelicans are ahead of the Jazz, which I, I find kind of kind of crazy. They think something's happening to that team. So if you want to go bet on that, you can go ahead to bet online, see everything else available. They have MLB, they have uh, WNBA, they have boxing, they have golf, they have all hockey, all kinds of different things you can put money on. Go check it out. It's bet online. It's where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris. We've been talking about Jalen Brunson, and we've been making our we've been having some fun talking about our conspiracy theory and the leverage play with Jalen Brunson trying to raise his money up. But from all from all reports that the Knicks actually do have interest in him. And he makes sense for the, for them in their roster. And the Knicks could make sense for Jalen Brunson if Jalen Brunson does want to go sign somewhere else. Isaac, what's Jalen Brunson's angle for why would he want to go to the Knicks? Because some of us, especially some Mavs fans, will probably look at it and be like, why would he want to play for a worse team, especially if the money is pretty much the same? What's the play for Jalen Brunson here? Well, we've kind of went over a little bit. There's a lot of family connections. The Rose family, really tight with the Brunsons. There is something about that of like, hey, there is a comfort in that. That I would like, I don't blame him in that sense of the guy who's running the team, your dad's on the bench, like your agent, all of that stuff. There's even a connection the New York Post threw out there about Derrick Rose, about Chicago, you know, him being playing high school in Chicago, going to the Bulls practice facility and building this relationship at a really young age with Derrick Rose, who kind of mentored him basketball wise. Obviously, Rose is on the Knicks. Uh, coming off their bench so there's like that whole thing and then like what what does Brunson want right like we know like I I said I feel like we think we know of like hey if you want to win you come to Dallas yes if you want to win continue winning because that's all we've heard from him that's all we've heard from Jalen Brunson is that I want to win it's all about you know he talked about you know what to win it's all about not having egos and putting that ahead and all that and, and wanting to win like he always just talks about that in his post game pressers from everything we've seen from Jalen Brunson we believe of him to be a player that's not just like give me my money and f off like you know like like what Bradley Beal's probably going to do with the wizards but yeah but there there's also a challenge in that to where if Brunson did take the money take money in New York to where it won't even be like a money thing because we'll talk about the money part for Dallas in a second. But like, I don't think if he leaves for New York, I don't think it's going to be a money thing. I could be wrong, but I don't. I think it would be more of connections, role, all of that. And it could present just a different type of challenge for him of, hey, I won two titles in, in college as the lead point guard of Villanova. I want to see if I can do this again on one of the biggest stage, if not the biggest stage in, in the NBA in Madison square garden leading the Knicks. I get all of the cringe factor and all of that. It's the Knicks. I get, I get a hundred percent of that. Also, we don't know about this whole extension stuff, how it's made, like, has it soured Brunson's feeling towards the Mavs? Has it, Hey, you didn't, you, you know, if you're Leon Rose right now, you know what you're telling Rick and Jalen, you're saying they didn't believe in you from the start. They didn't give you that extension early when you wanted it. Even when they came back, when you came back around and wanted it, they still didn't believe it. They still wanted you to prove it. We've believed in you since you were a kid because I saw you grow up. Like that's the type of pitch that they're making to him saying, and you know what else they're telling them? They're probably telling Jalen and and Rick saying, Hey, the next big star that hits the open market that, you know, wants wants a new home. Guess who's going to be the centerpiece of that deal. If you stay in Dallas, you are. 
if it's Towns, if it's Brad Beal, whoever it is, you're going to be the centerpiece. And now you're not picking your home. Now you're going to be living in Minnesota or D.C., somebody that you didn't sign up for. You come to New York. We're going to take care of you. I'm te- like, these are the pitches I would be making if I'm Leon Rose. And that's where I'm like, hey, if if Brunson goes to New York, like uh, from a personal standpoint, I get it from that standpoint. I don't I don't get it from a basketball standpoint because, yeah, if you want to win a title, you stay in Dallas. You know the system. You've played with Luka. All of that. You want more money because I, ultimately I think it's going to come down to Dallas will be able to offer more money. And I think they it's can. if you want more money in a longer term contract, five years, I think that's what it will probably end up at. Then you can get that in Dallas too. If, like all of that stuff. But there's also, there is a, I say all that to say, there is a Knicks angle that does make sense. And I hate thinking that way. I hate saying that, but I don't, I think it's, I don't think it's right for Mavs fans to be like, there's no angle at all for Brunson to even go to New York at all, because we just don't know what he wants. There is no angle if for you, maybe as a fan, like a Mavericks fan, like listening to this yeah. and thinking, and also whatever you've known about the Knicks or thought about the Knicks and say, oh, that's a trash organization where players just go to die and you know, like all that stuff. If you think that, then no, there's no angle at all. But that's not the case. Like, that's not, that's maybe not what Jalen Brunson thinks. His dad now works there. His longtime family friend Leon Rose works there, like and runs that team. Like there's way more that they know about that than what we know just as the as the public and seeing this. Uh, your point about the basketball angle, though, is so true because because I think if he goes to the Knicks, like the difference between playing with J- with Luka Doncic and Julius Randle is going to be stark, like very stark. Right, I, I would I would replace Randle with R.J. Barrett in that sense of like okay. he would be well, going to team up with R.J. With- Barrett. <laughs> well, I'm just saying Luka Doncic as the highest paid player on the team versus Julius Randle as the highest paid player on the team is is very yeah. different, I think, or or as a running mate or whatever. Oh. 100%. Yes. Very, very different. Um, those those Knicks fans, when the expectations are on you, it's a lot different than what's happened so far between him and Mavs fans. Like, I don't know. I don't know if he's experienced yeah. something like that in his career because that Mark Berman post hits different than Cato and the Athletic. Look at what Julius Randle just happened. Look at what just happened to Julius Randle. The guy comes in there. He's sort of like a, you know, thrown in in a deal, and Knicks fans didn't really think too much of him. And then all of a sudden, he makes all NBA. And he's the savior. He's the franchise. Like you go listen to our lockdown Knicks. They were, I mean, they were talking about him like he was a top five player, like in the East at certain points. And you're like, I don't know about that, guys. And then all of a sudden, he gets booed. He gets booed at his own games consistently and going back and forth with the crowd this year just because he's having a bad year and, and all that stuff. Like it is just, it's different over there. So I, I hope for Jalen Brunson that he, he stays with the Mavs because it'd be a much different situation. But what I want to talk about is this for the Mavericks. We're talking about all this money. And eventually at a certain point, this money just becomes like, what if they offered him $40 million a year? Like we're just throwing out, like we're just throwing out numbers at a certain point, but the real numbers are 25 million a year, right? The five for 25, like you mentioned, or the the four for a hundred that the Knicks can offer. And the Knicks can't offer five years, by the way, we should mention that Mavs can, the Knicks can't. That's why the Mavs can always offer more money. The Knicks also still have to make some more moves to offer Jalen Brunson 25 a year or that four for 100. They still have to to clear up the cap space. But at a certain point, what's the level for you where you just look at Jalen Brunson and say, I don't want to pay him $30 million a year because that would affect the team, not just this year, because this year it it would obviously affect the team for him to to leave. But for team building, to have Jalen Brunson at $30 million a year, does that hurt your team down the road? There's no level. There's, there's none. There's none. There's no love. There's none. There's no, because you have to pay it. Like you can't, 
We're about to spend a few minutes in the third segment of saying, what if Brunson leaves? What happens? Right. You just can't. There's not there's not a, a ton of positive angles. You're losing. You, you have to go to that number. If he gives you a number and says, hey, anything less than this, I'm going to New York, then you hit that number. Because just for the asset part of it alone, you can't lose the asset part of it. Because you can't replace it. We've talked about this before. Like you, you don't. If Brunson leaves for thirty a year, you don't get thirty in cap, cap space. You're already over. Or, so, or a trade you, exception for thirty million. Like you don't get. Yeah. You don't get compensatory picks like in the NFL. Like you just don't no, get any of that. No. So like, there's just there's not a bar. Yes, obviously, if you can get Brunson for twenty, then sure, yes, that's great. <laughs> you know, the the cheaper the better from a team building aspect for him. I want him to get his bag, but like. Yeah, you want that will help cap wise, but there's no bar in which there's no level, no bar in which they go to. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. Not worth it. It's worth it. Whatever the bar is, even if you're paying like 50 percent of your cap space to Luca and Brunson, you have to. Yeah, you have to. And I think I think I agree with you. The Mavericks are, are going to be a tax paying team now. The, the Mark Cuban talked about it. He's they're said, over hey. 150 million right now without <laughs> signing Brunson. The cap is 122, so you're already like 30 over. So you're not even gonna get close if he just walks for nothing, and you haven't even finished out your roster. So you'd have to dump it, like Tim and Davis just to get under the cap. Like, and yeah, and that's just you're not doing that. So it there's no bar in which you you can't go to. So coming and, and Mavs fans are gonna be. If it comes out afterwards, if he does leave and it's because money and because Dallas wouldn't hit 25 or something like that, Mass fans are going to be hot. So coming up, let's talk about what if he leaves. Let's go down the darkest timeline a little bit. What would it mean for the Mavericks? Talk about all that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars, it's impossible for your chain auto parts store to have everything that you could need. Go check out uh, what Rock Auto has. They have this. You go to their website. I'm on it right now. You can see on the left side, they have all the makes of cars. They have everything listed. The Buick, Cadillac, Chevrolet, Dodge, all those kind. I have a Kia. I'm going to go down to Kia. You just open that. They have all the years. I'm going to hit my car. And boom, they have everything available for my car. Accessories, belt drive, body lamp and, and assembly, cooling system, drivetrain, brakes, electrical, fuel and air, interior, all kinds of different things. They have uh, floor mats. Let's all of a sudden somebody some something gets ruined on your mat, and then all of a sudden you have to replace it. You can get those at Rock Auto. That's something you can replace yourself. So go check it out at RockAuto.com. Tell them that Locked On sent you. Write in Locked On in there. How did you hear about us, Box? And know who sent you. It's amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's RockAuto.com. All right, Isaac Harris. We've been talking about Jalen Brunson. We've been talk. We talked about the Knicks angle. Why Jalen Brunson could go to the Knicks. They're the only team right now poised to sign him away from the Mavericks. Everybody else has dropped out, according to Mark Stein. So what would happen if Jalen Brunson does leave? He gets four years, $100 million from the Ma- from the from the Knicks. The Mavs offer him five years, one twenty five, and he's like, I don't care about the money. I'm just going to go. The money's basically the same. I'm going to go to the Knicks. I want to go play for my dad. I want to go play under Leon Rose. I want all that. I want, I want Madison Square Garden. I want the new challenge. I want everything. What happens to the Mavericks? Because for me, all of a sudden, you have an open starting spot because Jalen Brunson had become a starter for the Mavericks. Tim Hardaway Jr. is coming back. You have Spencer Dinwiddie. Who gets the start? And then we'll, let's start from there. Let's just go the the you know the ripple effects from it after that. <laughs> you didn't say Frank Nilakina. Um Jaden Hardy. 
Jaden Hardy, yeah. He's our new yeah. guy. We're obsessed with him. Well, watched a ton of Jaden Hardy <laughs> over the past weekend. Um, I just found myself sitting on the couch, like Jaden Hardy highlights on YouTube, and just like watching them and being like, you know what? I think I could see that. So many. I'm probably on the next day or so. We're going to drop some more Hardy thoughts because <laughs> I watched all 83 possessions in which he shot the ball at the rim, and I have thoughts. So good thoughts. Good thoughts. A lot of good things about Hardy. All good things. Um, all good things. So. It it would just be bad. Like there's no other if way. If Jalen left, yeah, yeah. If Jalen left, like there's, they can't replace him. It's, I like I think if he leaves, then it's all hands on deck. Like there's a whole different direction they can go with things. I think there's more trades that are possible for them. Like not, I'm not saying like great trades, but I'm just saying I think there's a whole different other world of now we're looking at really like shaking up the roster on some things. Because you got to get your other ball handler in there. I, I personally think Dinwiddie would probably start at that point. They would probably maybe throw the taxpayer at, at Dragic and really try to secure Dragic at that, that point and say, hey, can you play the Dinwiddie role and just kind of move everybody up? Um, moving forward, you lose the centerpiece of a bigger deal in the future that if you do plan, you know, we've talked about this previously, like, hey, if, if a Brad Beal in six months after his new deal or – a towns or whoever that next big guy is that becomes disgruntled and wants to go somewhere, your future package of Jalen Brunson under contract for five years, all your future draft picks expiring contracts. Now that you have in wood and in, in Powell and maxi and all these guys, like you have all these different pieces of these bigger deals. Now you lose your centerpiece in Brunson. And so it's like the double whammy of you're not as good next year. And you don't have the bigger pack, you know, like it lessens your package for a bigger trade than in the future. There's just there's so many ripple effects that there's not a there's not a great angle to look at it of saying, oh, besides, you know, <laughs> Mark's check that he's, you know. Yeah, it does lessen yeah. Mark Cuban's luxury tax check. That Which Mavs fans that. ain't going to care about that. So it it's yeah, I, there's no great way to look at it if he just walked. All right, so I, There's sign, I mean, we could do the sign and trade talk conversation of he would have to play ball, the Knicks would have to play ball, and it's like, all right, what can we get back type thing? But like, they don't have to give a ton back, like, yeah. And there's not a ton that they have that you're like, yes, that's great, we got that back, you know, like, yeah, you could maybe get back like quickly. Yeah, but yeah, I didn't. The what's what's the Knicks incentive like? to shed you know money like hey here's some guys here's fournier quick quickly and whatever and it's like all right cool we got another spider-man meme of tim and fournier looking at each other you know coming <laughs> off the I, so it, it's just there's not a lot of great options if he just walks yeah i think i think tim starts you think dinwiddie starts i think we disagree on that but it still stands that all of a sudden your depth gets takes a big hit your depth takes a huge hit especially at the guard spot uh, I think if he leaves, I think Jaden Hardy probably has a roster spot because then all of a sudden the Mavericks have four roster spots open. Right now they have three. They could have without if without Jaden Hardy, they would have four open roster spots on the Mavericks roster. Uh, I think that the hunt for Jay, for Goran Dragic would become a lot more desperate. <laughs> the Mavericks would become a lot more <laughs> yeah. desperate in that in that case that they would want somebody like him. Um, he's the best option as far as like a free agent that they that they could realistically get that could come in and be a ball handler. 
they just need another one because then they would only have they'd literally only have Luca and Dinwiddie. And if Dinwiddie goes down, then all of a sudden it's just Luca again. And it's a couple You've been you've been wanting them to go after Kyrie though, right? <laughs> just kidding, guys. Just kidding. They couldn't get him. They would ha- he would have to he just he would have to I guess Dude, but, sign and trade or whatever, the, however they could get him. But but all of a sudden it, it opens up those spots, and I think the the chase for Dragic would be, mean a lot more than just like oh it'd be cool if they could get him. It would be like yeah they kind of really need to get him. You also at that point by the time you know about Brunson's decision, the TPE is already expired. The traded so player exception that we've been. It's not like about. you could go hunting for you know other point guards in that ten million range. That traded player but, exception expires tomorrow, by the way. Like or today, Monday. It expires today. Um but like do they just do they try to get weird for it at that point? Do they become really desperate at that point and say, Well, we gotta get another ball handler in here. What can we piece together? Do they chase a Brogdon? Do they chase a D'Angelo Russell? Do they go out and try very desperately to try to get another ball handler to, you know, fit into that Brunson hole there? It, and that, even that would be kind of difficult to pull off probably. I think all of a sudden Jaden Hardy's role in the role on, on Mavericks becomes bigger if Brunson leaves, and it's less of a swing and more of like a, oh, I think this guy could come in and and be a little something for the Mavs. It would definitely be fun. I mean, I also loved how there's some people in the comments the other day that are like, hey, why are you guys down on Hardy saying it's going to take time? Nico Harrison literally said he's raw and it's going to take time. Like, yeah, this it's wasn't re- just an us it's thing. The like, reason he dropped. Yeah, and like I mean, we'll talk more about Hardy's stuff moving forward. But like, I watched a whole game of his the other day, his thirty-one point game, and like, he just has a lot of there's like scoring and buckets and like all of that. Sign me up. Great. I mean, this dude, he's gonna be a lot of fun in summer league. But there's a lot of the intangible stuff of like defensive rotations, decision making. There's a ton of decision making. I wrote down so many notes on his drives to the basket because I've seen some people throw that out there of like, hey, you can't finish at the basket. I'm like, actually, he can, but a lot of his decisions that he makes at the basket are not smart and it brought his percentages down. And we could talk more about that. I think he's going to be a, a really, really fun player. I just think you're asking a lot and ex- like the expectations of that of dude, Hardy is going to be like our Jordan pool this year. Yeah. It's like, right. it's mm, not going to happen. I think he could be that in a few years, but like I, expecting that year one, it's kind of unfair for him. Your point earlier was the Mavericks need to trade for another star. If Jalen Brunson leaves becomes a lot more, you become a lot more desperate. You become a lot more. Um, it becomes a lot more necessary for the, for this team to move forward right now. If Jalen Brunson stays, this team is okay. We got Luca and then we just have depth. Like they just can keep throwing guys at you. You have a bunch of options. You have Tim Hardaway coming back. You got, you added Christian Wood and all of a sudden you got this depth of a team that can hopefully the depth overrides having another star. But then all of a sudden, if you do, if you lose Jalen Brunson, your depth hurts and then it's just Luca and a bunch of guys again, <laughs> and then it's, then it's you know, no one else can, can carry the load. Unless Dinwiddie takes a, a big step forward, nobody else can carry the load when Luca is either off the court or when he's not hitting. And then I think your need to trade for another star just becomes that much more apparent. Yeah, I mean, they just have to figure it out somehow, whether it's if they just move people up on the roster and hope Dragic has a has a good, you know, if they could if they sign him and say, hey, let's see if you got another year or so in the tank at a really high level, which he, he's, a, he's a great basketball player. He's just getting older. That's just part of it. Um, what, what Where do you feel right now, just with the whole situation? We're wrapping up the pod, but 
I did this like dumb, you know, AMA the other night when it was like two o'clock in the morning, waiting, at, for, Nico. You know, waiting for Nico. <laughs> and I, I purposely skipped over all of the people who asked, Hey, what do you think about the percentage of JB uh, coming back? Cause I'm just like, I'm not going to put that on Twitter. Um, I'm, I'm still confident it comes back for da- comes back to Dallas. I will say draft night was the first night just based off conversation <laughs> and stuff that I got a little worried. Uh, but I, I'm still, if I had to put money on it, I would still bet that he comes back to Dallas. Ask me again in like two or three days and <laughs> we'll see. Hours. But, but right now, as of Sunday night uh, at 11.22, I'm, I'm still confident. I'm at 50-50. I just, I can't convince myself either either way after the after the, all the Stein rumors. I really want our conspiracy theory to be correct and hopefully he just resigns. It's a really quick decision on you know, free agency day and all of a sudden at 5 5 p.m. on uh, you know on Thursday we're here and like Jalen Brunson is r- rumored to sign a huge deal with the Dallas Mavericks like great perfect that I would I would love that um but the Stein stuff has got me it's got me a little worried now I'm, I'm at 50 50 on him he's at a, a Mavs you know like presser announcing the extension he's like I just want to thank uh Leon and you know a family for the Knicks for helping me get my bag and <laughs> He hits the conspiracy music on his like you know what I just want to like all I just want to thank everybody at the Knicks for you know leaving in me when the yeah, Mavericks man. didn't believe in me. And all you know that. they have me get forty million more and a uh, uh, couple other things. There's a there's we we will be covering the FIBA stuff. Um, Luca and Slovenia had a friendly against Italy. I checked in on it. I watched about a quarter of it and I was like, oh, Luca does not care about this game. I was like, oh, this is not a game where I will learn anything about, about this team or about, about Luca. Uh, he had some fun moments. There's highlights all over Twitter if you want to check, but we will cover those games uh, and talk about them on the podcast just like we did last season. Mike Toby, Luca, pick we, and roll. We will also talk about all the other guys, the you know the Binghams and all the other people that the Mavericks signed for their summer league team. When that roster gets announced, we will talk about those guys and give our thoughts on them. Um, there's too many like free agent and trade stuff to talk. Too many trade like topics to talk about before then, but we will get into that stuff. So check back in. We will talk more about some trade options for the Mavericks. We'll talk more about some free agency options for the Mavericks over the next couple of days. And then uh, Thursday, you know, you know, you'll we'll, uh, we'll be there on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Guys, go listen to Locked On NBA. Great stuff with Jackson Gatlin today. Three interviews with the best stories in the NBA. You know, he'll have some good stuff on the draft. So go check it out, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Boom.